Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we talk about homeostasis, adaptation, hormesis, and more with Dr. Max McLeod. That was like the missing link for years. Like, you know, why did some things work for some people and not for other people? And it, it basically, it, you can take on all the nutrients you want and even digest it and take all the enzymes and everything. But if it's not getting to the tissue, the tissue cannot respond. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Thanks so much for pressing play today. We bring on Dr. Max McLeod. This is the first time he's been on the show, and he brought the energy. He brought the attitude. He brought the knowledge. We got into some really fascinating topics, including homeostasis. He loves to view health from the lens of homeostasis, and he believes symptoms are related to a lack of homeostasis. We'll talk about that, how that relates to hormesis, which is the adaptation period, and uh, this conversation on how your body is capable of healing itself. We get into carbon dioxide, and some of his favorite ways to enhance carbon dioxide in your body and why that's important to deliver nutrients to your cells and receptor sites. He gives us a little hack about baking soda and why you want to combine that around a workout. And he gives us a little cocktail with apple cider vinegar and baking soda. Then we get into why he loves intermittent fasting. He loves being a fat burner, why he believes protein is such an important vital macronutrient. He gets into his line of products. He has a line of plant-based protein products, and he explains why he, how he crafted it together to make it a complete protein. And we get into omega-6, omega-3, healthy fats, bad fats, and much, much more. Before I bring him on, I want to get to the Apple podcast rating and review of the day. This is from Ball Mom 7 titled Keto Junkie. New to this podcast, but I love the knowledge bombs and the simplicity of this podcast. I'm definitely hooked. Well, Bob Mom, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're hooked. We are releasing three episodes every single week on the Keto Camp Podcast. I say that with pride, not, not bragging, but with actual pride because it takes a lot of energy, money, bandwidth, resources to get out three episodes per week. So just by you listening, Ball Mom, and leaving a rating and review, it helps and it really makes it worthwhile. So I'm so glad you're hooked. I'm so glad it's helping you. And if you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcast, please do so right now. It helps the show grow tremendously. I always say structure trumps intention. 
You could have all the best intentions in the world, but if you don't have the structure in place, it's going to be very difficult to get the amazing keto and fasting results that you want. If you are on the go traveling and you don't want to think about what can you eat to help you feel satisfied and to help you continue getting results on your keto journey, for me, my structure when I'm on the go, when I'm traveling, and when I want to have something nearby that's a healthy snack, my go-to is Paleo Valley's Beef Sticks. Paleo Valley beef sticks are the perfect gut-friendly, clean protein snack for on the go. And if you have children, this is one of the best things to give your kids. These beef sticks are 100% grass-fed and finished by farmers right here in the United States. They contain naturally occurring probiotics, which helps increase the diversity in your gut. It contains organic spices. It has high concentrations of omega-3 fatty acids. Elevated levels of conjugated linoleic acid, which we know is an antioxidant and also could enhance your body's ability to burn fat. It contains vitamins and minerals, elevated concentrations of glutathione, which is your body's master antioxidant, and it's good for the environment. They have flavors that range from original to garlic summer sausage, regular summer sausage, jalapeno, teriyaki, and they also have turkey sticks available as well. They taste so good that I usually go through three or four, and I think I might set the record for eating almost 10 Paleo Valley beef sticks. Maybe somebody out there has eaten more than me in one sitting. You know, me and my fiance, Natasia, we're always fighting over these beef sticks in our house. We go into the pantry, and I hear her unwrapping it, and I'm like, hey, are you eating one of my beef sticks? <laughs> they are delicious, and since you are a avid listener of the Keto Camp Podcast, we worked out an exclusive deal for you to get 15% off your entire order of Paleo Valley products. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. Okay, let's talk with Dr. Max. Dr. Max B. McLeod is the developer of Superfood Protein Mix and all of the formulations he's crafted along with the founder of the company. In addition to serving as chief medical and science officer, he is in charge of ongoing product development and continually tweaking products to make them even better. He also oversees and supervises production to ensure quality. He's based out of beautiful Sarasota, Florida, and here is Dr. Max McLeod. Dr. Max McLeod, thank you for coming on the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Ben. I'm grateful that uh, our mutual friend, Dr. John Laurence, introduced us to each other, who I'm actually having dinner with tonight here in Miami. He's been on the podcast. He holds the record five times he's been on the podcast. So we've had <laughs> a lot of conversations, and I'm grateful to have my first conversation with you. Let's get the, the show started with how you got involved in the health space. You know, I see you here on the StreamYard um, recording and I see you have all these amazing certifications and degrees behind your name. What got started for you? What, how did it get started for you? I, I guess the story started when I was uh, oh, maybe uh, 10, 11 years old. I was a chunky kid. We used to call it Husky back then. And it's because I ate a lot of crap and wasn't very active. So I had a brother-in-law that was a New York City policeman. He, uh, you know, challenged me to get off the couch and work out with him. Really, I think he wanted somebody to hold the heavy bag for him while he hit it. But anyway, it, 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 I, I did that for a few weeks, and I was like, and then I got mad. I was like, I felt so much better that it was just, it, it, I, it's like, why didn't anyone ever tell me about this stuff? You know, about 
you know, proper exercise instead of just, you know, running around and playing. And uh, I started reading everything I could find. And back then there wasn't a lot. There was, you know, Strength and Health Magazine, Muscular Development. There was Adele Davis. I read everything I could get my hands on. And literally at 12 years old, I gave up sugar, white flour, cake, ice cream, all that stuff. And, you know, obviously back then, you know, there's certain things that we didn't understand as well as we do now. But I was militant about about those things. And by the time I was um, 13, 13 and a half, I was one of the fittest kids around. And so it went on to, uh, you know, I, I kind of I get, got the fitness bug, the fitness and nutrition bug. So it uh, I just never stopped learning about it, even though my undergraduate work was mainly in psychology and parapsychology. I spent as much time or more time studying health, fitness, nutrition than I did my majors. And then I eventually went into the field. That's pretty rare for a 12-year-old to make that decision. <laughs> were your friends back then thinking you were nuts? Like, who's this guy? Like, what do you mean you're not going to have the Coca-Cola or the Burger King? What is going on with back you? Then, they, they, still th- they still think I'm nuts because, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, what I did then was really unusual. And what I do now is, you know, equally unusual compared to most people, just like you. You're doing a lot of things that if it isn't people that know you well and have kind of evolved with you through your process and they just you just meet somebody out of the blue – you know, most of them are going to think you're just out of your mind, all the things that you're doing to take care of your health. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is the opposite of courage is not cowardice, it is conformity. And uh, we don't want to ever conform, especially when the world is really pushing us to conform and uh, kind of do what everybody else is doing. So I love that at a 12 years old, you already had that mindset sparked by exercise, which made you fall in love with this nutrition, exercise, physiology. And even though you were studying other degrees, you are in love with this topic. And now you have a clinic in Sarasota, Florida. So talk about your work in Sarasota. And then let's get into this conversation that you were talking offline on homeostasis in the body. Great, great. Well, so most of the last 15 years, I focused on developing and researching, developing and manufacturing nutritional products. And I got into that because I had been doing nutritional, like aggressive nutritional healthcare and medicine integrated medicine for, well, just under 45 years at this point. But then it was, you know, 30, 35 years. And I was just very dissatisfied with the the products that were available out there. I knew that they could be done better. They could be done, you know, closer to food form and, you know, get rid of all the binders and the fillers and the, and the capsules. And I started on that path. And I had a product, the first product I developed was called Superfood Mix, but now it's called Complete Meal Mix. And what it is, is a combination of what I call everyday superfoods and then superfood concentrates. Superfood concentrates are fantastic, but you can't make a meal out of them. And they generally don't taste very good. So I use everyday superfoods, just like several seeds, for example. I use pumpkin seed protein. I use uh, chia, uh, some flax, some raisins, some cranberries. So actual foods that are, are very nutritious. And then I combine that with a concentrate, a superfood concentrate, and we make it in several flavors. And what's really interesting about that product is you can make everything from great shakes. You can use it to make muesli, cookies, cupcakes, muffins, pancakes. So it's real, real versatile. And literally it is my main meal every day and has been for over a dozen years. And I just, I feel great on it. And I've had great success with patients. It's gluten-free, it is grain-free high protein, healthy fats, high fiber, and very low carb. The complete meal mix 
could be used on a keto program, but then I have other products, another two other protein products. One is just a straight pumpkin seed protein, different flavors, and then unsweetened and, and the naked. And then also another one called Peak Performance that is, there's nothing like it. It's literally a plant-based protein that's more balanced and complete than meat because I add 11 nutrients that normally only occur in red meat in significant amounts or at all. That was an interesting path to discover that because, you know, there's, you know, discussion about plant-based proteins, vegans and, and you know, carnivores. And I was like, what is it about meat that is actually very healthy or can be very healthy? You know, not great for the planet or great for the animals, but can be very healthy when done appropriately. Mm-hmm. And I started researching it and it was fascinating because there are several nutrients that are in meat that don't occur in, they're not in fish, they're not in dairy, they're not in whey, they're just in red meat. Uh, So I looked at those and then I looked historically at people that have been on a high meat diet. And interestingly, you go back to the ancient uh, Olympics. Now, the Greeks were very smart and they had a very long culture and to them, the Olympics were like all of our professional sports combined, probably times two. So it was a big deal. So they had special training facilities. They had special coaches. They had special diets. They had all kinds of things. And this has gone over a period of hundreds of years. Well, there was a period of over 100 years where the top Olympic athletes were on virtually exclusive meat diets. And I was like, wow, what is it? What what are those nutrients that they're getting in higher amounts that are that beneficial to performance? Now, it doesn't mean that they're the optimum thing for longevity because there's different goals. But from a performance perspective, think about it. Red meat, it's muscle. And when you're dealing with, with performance, you need muscle. So if you have all those nutrients that you make up your muscle and you can break them down, digest them, and utilize them, it, it made sense. And so what I did was I found that those nutrients you know, pharmaceutical grade, and I added them to a what I consider to be the best plant-based protein, pumpkin seed protein, which is, again, this is a little segue. It's the only real food protein powder there is. Everything else is extremely highly processed. For example, pea goes through 14 major processing steps. Whey goes through 12 major processing steps. Pumpkin seed protein goes through two processing steps. You press it to get most of the oil out of it, and you grind up the cake. So it's it's a, it's a food. And it's uh, got great quality protein. It's also got excellent fats and loaded with phytonutrients. Anyway, so I take that as the base, and then I add these 11 nutrients, including you know, methylcobalamin and uh, creatine, uh, carnitine, lysine, branched-chain aminos, things that are only occur in, in red meat. Mm-hmm. And you come up with a product that literally is more balanced and complete than meat. And and it's not like I'm a protein nut, but the bottom line is that when you look at nutrition, that's the foundation. I mean, that's what the, the word protein has to do with is prominent, the most important. Yeah, it means first, yeah. It's, it's, our, it's our building block. And then you have a strong foundation, you build on that. And as you know, a lot of people out there don't either ingest or digest and assimilate protein very efficiently. So that was one of the things that I, I saw was consistently missing in many patients in terms of impeding their healing process. Anyway, so that I kind of kind of segue there. That's one of the, the, the products that I, that I make. So I do that here. And I also have in the front of the facility what I call the Age Reversal Technology Center. 
Now, I, I didn't practice for about 12 years and I just started back again, uh, you know, after going through a couple of you know, cycles of burnout and focusing on product development. And this new facility that opened gave me some extra space to do this concept I had, you know, 20 years ago. So the idea with Age Reversal Technology Center is to bring together some of the amazing technologies that I've come across and, you know, that, that have been discovered and verified over the last literally 50 years, but never made it into mainstream medicine and never will, because as you know, it's controlled by big pharma. So, you know, people know about some of the components, but most people don't know enough about them and or have access to them to be convinced that it's worth investing in those things. For example, exercise with oxygen therapy, fantastic, unbelievable. And to set up a home system, you need about, about five grand. So a lot of people are not gonna do that. So we have that available. So we use a few different techniques that we've modified and enhanced e-water exercise with oxygen therapy. One I call the trifecta system, where you stand on a vibration platform, bathe in red and near infrared light, breathing high fluoride oxygen. Wow. And it was, you know, one of those things that it was, I stumbled on it because I had a, a the light bed break down and I was like, okay, well, what else can I do? So I had these other panels and I said, well, if I have the panels and you're going to stand there, you can vibrate. And I don't know if a lot of your people are, are familiar with uh, the research on whole body vibration. It's one of those things when, when you first see it, if you're in the fitness industry, you're like, that's goofy. <laughs> but then when you look into the research, it's like, oh my God, it was developed yeah. by the Russian space program. It was one of the reasons that the Russian cosmonauts could spend twice as much time in space as American astronauts. It's real science. It works. So when used appropriately, it has some great benefits. And it's a good time to quickly segue into in exercise with oxygen therapy because when I talk about homeostasis in a little bit, or when we talk about it, mm -hmm. the idea is that you need to have a balanced body chemistry, a balanced electrochemical harmony for healing and repair and everything else to take place. But what you also need is you need to get the nutrients to the cells. And that's the big missing I see out there for so many practitioners and, and you know people in, in the industry is that I don't care what you ingest or even what you digest and assimilate if you can't get it to the cells. Well, how do you get it to the cells? The only place that nutrient exchange takes place is in the capillaries. So the tiny micro microcirculation, microvasculature is the only place that nutrients exchange. So think of the heart. It's a fantastic, you know, sophisticated pump. The arteries and veins, they're garden hoses, it's plumbing. The capillaries are like irrigation hoses. They leak, they're supposed to leak. And when they have their proper diameter, the, the, the blood will flow through it at the right speed, allowing sufficient time for those nutrients to unload into the tissues, oxygen in particular, but all nutrients, everything exchanges there. And for waste products to get back into the bloodstream and leave. Well, the only thing ever shown and documented to open and reset the microcirculation is exercise with oxygen therapy. Now, the backstory on that, because you're, I'm sure you're familiar with Otto Warburg's work. Yes, but uh, just for those who are not, just explain real quick his work. Yes, absolutely. Otto Warburg was a German scientist. He won two Nobel Prizes, I think 1925 and 1932, roughly that, that time period. And he discovered and demonstrated and basically proved the underlying mechanism of cancer. 
that there's only one primary cause of cancer. Everything else is secondary. Mm -hmm. And the primary cause of cancer is disruption of mitochondrial respiration. So the mitochondria, of course, they're um, subcellular organelles, basically a bacteria that uh, formed a union with, with cells or, you know, amoebas millions of years ago, not billions of years ago. Anyway, they formed this, this partnership and the single, the single cell can only do so much. I mean, where's it, where's it going to go? Where's it going to get nutrients? Because it didn't have enough energy. It had to rely on, on fermentation for energy, very inefficient. The mitochondria can use oxygen for respiration. And so they'll get literally 32 to 38 times the amount of energy out of a given molecule, let's say glucose, as the cell can. And the typical cell might have 1,000 to 2,500 mitochondria. Mm -hmm. So that's where 90 plus percent of all the energy our bodies use, our cells use, comes from the mitochondria. The trick though is they need oxygen. Without oxygen, if they're deprived of oxygen to a significant degree or for too long, they dysfunction and basically die. And they can, you can regenerate them, you can grow more. But the point is that if you're not getting oxygen to those cells, to the mitochondria, well, what are you gonna do to get it there if it's already not getting there? What they discovered, what, what, what actually Von Ardeen, uh, Manfred Von Ardeen, who was a, uh, a student and contemporary of Warburg, spent 30 years trying to figure out, well, how do you reverse that process when the, the mitochondria get damaged? And that's what he came up with. Was It was then called oxygen multi-step therapy, later uh, called EWAT therapy. And um, we call it trifecta and PPOT, peak performance oxygen training. And uh, a, that's a whole different version of it. But the whole idea is that what he showed was that let's just say that your cross-section of your microcirculation is that, okay? He basically showed that in virtually everyone over time, the result of wear and tear and toxins, inflammation, various things, it shrinks down. It doesn't shut off, but it, it gets constricted. So each of those vessels is constricted. Now, when you have that constriction and a, a, a smaller diameter, there's a, a law called Purcell's law that says that you have the same amount of flow with a smaller diameter, it has to go faster. So the fluid has to move faster. Moving faster means less time for the nutrients to unload and the waste products to load. Now, there are a lot of things that will open it up temporarily. Exercise, temperature therapies, hot or cold, either one, they'll, they'll, you know, there's a lot of things that can help open it up, but they won't stay open. Mm-hmm. Because what had happened over time is that as those mitochondria become damaged, the mitochondria in the vessel and that tiny, the tiny muscle vessels, the muscles in the vessel also get compromised, dysfunction, and then they go into a state of chronic inflammation and swelling. So the whole point of resetting them is that you have to flood it with oxygen at the same time that you've increased carbon dioxide levels. And that was the thing that was so counterintuitive to, to, to understand in the science. And Varnardine literally wrote a textbook on this. And the idea is that the reason you're doing exercise, and I, for years, I thought it was because you were creating a greater demand for the oxygen by the muscles. No, it's because you need to have that increased metabolic activity to increase your carbon dioxide levels in the tissues. Because the carbon dioxide is what tells the oxygen to unload. If there's no carbon dioxide there, 
the oxygen doesn't isn't needed there. The, the carbon dioxide is the signal that that tissue has used up the oxygen and has now got a higher amount of waste product, carbon dioxide, which is really more of a signaling molecule than a waste product. I, I think of it that way now. And that's the signal to unload and get that oxygen into the tissues. And so that's the whole reason for the exercise component. And you can do it with a song. You can, there's other ways to do it to increase the metabolic rate and increase the, the production of carbon dioxide. But that's what it's about. So you need to increase the carbon dioxide levels at the same time that you give them high flow rate oxygen. So you're giving them concentrated oxygen, high flow with elevated carbon dioxide, and it opens up those vessels. And after a series of those sessions, with Von Arndine's work, it was 30, 30 minute sessions over 30 days, basically. We would, would reset just about everybody. Now there's some a number of innovations that have been made. Instead of using uh, the small tubes, we use a, a big uh, CPAP type setup and a reservoir bag. So you're not limited by how much can come through the tube, uh, or the small tube, and you're not limited by what the oxygen concentrator, for example, can make. So you set it up ahead of time so that you have a big reservoir of concentrated oxygen and then you do your your routine whatever that might be and there's a lot of variations on it and you're breathing the high flow oxygen so that is one of the most important things and one of the foundations of all the programs that i do at the age reversal technology center is to open and reset the microcirculation once it's reset it will stay open for six to twelve months or longer depending on a person's lifestyle and then you can just do a refresher once in a while to keep it open so that was like the missing link for years. Like, you know, why did some things work for some people and not for other people? And it, it basically, it, you can take on all the nutrients you want and even digest it and take all the enzymes and everything. But if it's not getting to the tissue, the tissue cannot respond. It makes total sense to me, Doc. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat-burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy, so you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day my dog takes it every single day so does my girlfriend and my mom this is how much i love the product if you want to get your bottle delivered to your door head over to purelifescience.com check them out order a bottle or two and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days that is purelifescience.com use the coupon code ben Four to apply a $4 off coupon. That is Ben, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. Exercise, 
and uh, using the uh, oxygen will help with the oxygen production and also carbon dioxide. You mentioned sauna. What are some other ways we could improve the oxygen and carbon dioxide besides what you mentioned already? What are some like daily things we can do? Baking soda. Ah, interesting. Baking soda is a real simple thing to do. Uh, you know, there. You know, you always hear about oh, the benefits of this, benefits of that, in terms of alkalinizing. But the, the reason it's working is because it's increasing carbon dioxide. So co- combining baking soda around a workout would probably be a good idea. Oh yeah, there are studies on that. There are actual studies showing improvement in performance, both endurance, mostly endurance. Uh, it's not going to significantly in- increase strength, but it'll increase maybe a, a, a rep or two. But in an endurance activity, it's much more prominent. There are a number of studies on that, particularly in cyclists. Interesting. Okay. And what's the name of your clinic in Sarasota? The Age Reversal Technology Center. There you go. So for those who are in Sarasota or want to visit Florida, which Sarasota is beautiful, uh, we'll put a, a link for it down below in the podcast notes with your address and information. Uh, okay, that's great. So let's talk about homeostasis. You mentioned offline that it's so important for everybody to understand what homeostasis is in the, inside the body. So go ahead. What is it? Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, over the years of you know studying this first, you know, um, as an amateur and you know reading all the magazines and you, you know as you know every, every other week or month there's this new wonder this and wonder that and or there's new this new we now discover that this hurts this and this is harmful here and it got to be it's it, it's just nuts to keep track of it all. So I, I had to try to figure out what's the underlying mechanism of health and the loss of health. And basically, it comes back to homeostasis. Homeostasis is simply balanced, harmonious body chemistry. So let's just say if you're looking at the blood, one of the prime indicators of homeostasis is blood sugar level. When, your blood, when you go out of that sweet spot of, of let's say, 85 to 100, Anything out of there is out of homeostasis, and it doesn't just affect the sugar. It affects every mineral and mineral relationship, and through that affects every single metabolic enzyme in your body. So 3,000 different enzymes will be upset by a disruption in blood sugar. Now, when you start looking at that, you say, well, uh, because for many years, the emphasis was on sugar, refined sugar intake. If you eat a candy bar, let's say you know you want to be in that range, you eat the candy bar, and boom, all of a sudden, you're, you're way up here, you're 120, 125. Well, because it was a concentrated sweet, and it shot up so high so fast, your pancreas overreacts. It just does. So it just tries to bring it down, and it'll overproduce insulin and drive it down. And so you have this roller coaster effect that will go on for six to eight hours before it stabilizes. And that's if you don't do anything else to screw it up. Mm-hmm. So think about this for a minute. The average person, no, not your listeners, but the average person, they wake up in the morning, coffee. Disrupts it right there. Even without sugar and other crap they put, that they, they put in. They go to work. They have a donut. Disrupts it. They go to lunch and they have some, you know, a, a Big Mac, French fries, and and uh, a shake. Every single one of those things creates this roller coaster effect that throws them out of homeostasis a significant percentage of the next several hours. And during that period of time, that throws off the mineral relationships 
which are crucial for enzymes to function. Minerals and vitamins are basically coenzymes. They're, they're there to act as keys, like a, a key in a truck. If you don't have the key that fits that truck, that truck's not going to work. You know, you can hotwire, but obviously that's, <laughs> that's a whole different story. But the point is that if you can't get those enzymes to do the work, and, and I use trucks as an example, because an analogy, because when you really think about moving things across the country, there's trains, there's planes, there's trucks, but trucks do 90% of the work. And enzymes, same thing, they do 90% of the work, at least in our bodies. And if you don't have those enzymes working properly all the time, or at least the vast majority of the time, you're setting yourself up for degeneration. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Then you look at all the different things that can disrupt homeostasis, and it helps to make sense of the world of health because it doesn't, your body doesn't care whether it was a psychological stress that threw you out of homeostasis, a candy bar, rancid oil, uh, or just you know an inappropriate ratio of oils, or any food component that you didn't digest and deal with appropriately. Any one of those things will stress your system. And one of the biggest stressors that we all have to deal with today is electromagnetic frequencies and radiation yeah. that we're being bombarded with 24-7, nonstop. And if you really want to look at some the, 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 one of the things that has contributed in a major way to chronic disease, you know, of course, the food industry, agriculture, you know, on and on and on. But if you look at when houses started to be to get electricity, and we've got this, these these currents going through our walls, and now we've got them being beamed from every every direction. But when you, they started putting electricity in the homes, that's when chronic diseases started to climb, and and they they literally went in parallel. We are every cell of our body is an electric electromagnet, and we are electrochemical energetic organisms. We're just starting to understand, uh, I shouldn't say, we, we've known it for 50 plus years, that those fields that are man-made, and say dirty electricity, interfere with and conflict with our homeostasis. It's, 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 it's simple as that. And there's only, there's so much that we can overcome. And like when you talk about diet, you know, there's people that have all kinds of bizarre diets and they can do okay. There's no one that can do really, really good and completely adapt to artificial EMF. Just, it's just not going to happen. So we've got to consider that in any research study that we look at, what other conditions and what other stressors was that individual exposed to? So with EMF specifically, what are some ways to mitigate that damage it's doing to us? Because we can't really... I mean, we can live in the middle of the woods, but it wouldn't be the same lifestyle we have now. So what can we do? What are some simple things we can do? Well, that's great questions. So, you know, kind of a quick overview is you want to find the main sources of EMF stress for you and then work on mitigating because there's a million things to, to deal with. So one is, and there's a trend now to go away from all the, the Wi-Fi and hardwire. Mm -hmm. So hardwire your devices. That's, that's step one. Number two is shield yourself whenever possible. I won't pick it up. But, so I've got a, um, a lead shield underneath my laptop. Uh, I wear Shungite. Mm, cool. um, over my, my bed canopy, I have a, um, 
a, a copper impregnated canopy. Mm-hmm. Although I just built a treehouse, so I've been, just, I've been living in. <laughs> oh wow! So you are kind of living out in the woods of your backyard. <laughs> and I cheated because I put some, I put screening up because you know as you know we're, we're in Florida, so yeah, yeah, totally. That would not be pleasant, but uh, yeah, it's um, there there's just so many sources of it. Uh, you know, in the studies again. The, um, uh, if, uh, are you familiar with Robert Becker? No, I'm Robert, not. Robert O. Becker. Uh, he was an orthopedic surgeon. He did some of the early research on limb regeneration, looking at salamanders. And from that, what he led him down this rabbit hole of understanding the reason that those certain lizards and other animals were able to completely regenerate had to do with the electrical potential that was created by the injury. And then he started to understand why higher organisms, supposed higher organisms, can't do those things. It's because our electrical field has been weakened. And, uh, you know, this, again, it was a long path, and he, he wrote a, at least three books that I recall, did a fantastic job, great detail in terms of showing the disruption from those EMF fields. Uh, you know, literally, you know, the nerves will start to to, to constrict. They'll they'll, wow. they'll break down. I mean, it's just you know one one thing one thing after another. And so there are ways to mitigate that. Uh, you've heard of Faraday cages, for example. Yes. Yeah. The Faraday, that's basically what you're doing when you're putting a copper impregnated um, you know uh, mosquito type net around your around your bed. Um, you're creating a Faraday cage. Then you've heard of grounding, and grounding is another technique that can help to mitigate and balance out some of that EMF by providing electrons. It's basically, we should be getting electrons from the soil. But if you have shoes on, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. If there's concrete, that's not going to happen. And, and the point is that we're not all going to go back and live in the forest. It's just, it's not going to happen, you know. So we have to do the best we can, just like with nutrition. You know, we're not going to get the pristine foods. I mean, there's some out there, but for overall, the whole environment's been disrupted. So we have to do the best we can to compensate for that. And so with, in terms of EMF, those are a few things that, that you can do. Provide some shielding. Uh, there's some more advanced things that can be done with plug-in devices and then wiring that can be done to uh, kind of clean up and, and mitigate some of the, the, the harmful things that are coming into the house. You know, smart meters are a great example. Yeah. Do not, I mean, you know, it's one of those things, do not allow smart meters in your home. Yeah. Um, that's a whole battle in of itself and has a lot to do with freedom. And there's a whole, uh, you know, anyone that might be interested, there's a, 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 a website called in, in power movement.com. Uh, a guy by the name of Cal Washington has done a great deal of work over the last probably 15, 20 years. And he has a process that a, people can use called a notice of liability that you can send to the power companies and basically put them on notice that, because basically they're offering to give you some new technology to make your life better. Mm-hmm. And of course they're not. And so that's an offer they're making to you. And then you, you should use this, this process as a counter offer. So you conditionally accept their offer. Say, I'd be happy to accept that, that smart meter as long as you can show this, this, and this. Like it's safe, things like that. And they can't. So he's used that and similar things in, uh, in Canada and literally has gotten about two dozen top Canadian officials to resign within 48 hours of receiving the NOL because it creates a, a very significant penalty. Um, and it's a process, it's a nine month process. You, you send them the paperwork, give them 30 days, 
they don't respond send them another one and after three then it's, it's it be, they're, they're in default and you put them on notice for default and at that point you can get a judgment and literally put a lien on their house wow that starts to get their attention yeah. whether you're an elected official or you're a you know a president of a, of a, of a power company you start to say well I, I I guess I'm I'm out. You know, it's, it, they just they can't defend it because there's there's no data whatsoever to show that the stuff is safe, and there's a ton of data to show it is not safe. Yeah, we'll we'll put that website in the notes. So if those who are listening want to go to that website, go check it out in the notes. I did interview Nick Pinot a few months ago on my podcast, and he gave a some great tips on what to do. Some of the things you already mentioned as well. So if, for those who want to learn more about EMFs. We'll link that as well, that episode with Nick. Now let's get into the conversation of how fasting can be a great way to achieve homeostasis in the body. Awesome, awesome. So one of the main ways that people disrupt homeostasis is eating and their food choices. And it could even be a healthy health, something healthy, that they don't, but they not may not be able to digest it, assimilate it, and handle it properly, or it might be a food that's say high in oxalates or have in high in nitrates, what something that they can't process well, and so what appears to be an extremely healthy food all of a sudden is a stress on their body. So stress of any kind is going to at least temporarily upset homeostasis. That's the whole point, is that it upsets it. And if it's something that your body can adapt to, it'll make it stronger. Exercise mm-hmm. is a stress. It's a, it's a healthy, controlled, positive stress that we'll call eustress, EU stress, that makes you stronger. It's the old, you know, that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Well, it doesn't really apply to poison. You know, <laughs> you think poison, just because you survive, it doesn't mean that you're going to be stronger as a result of it. True. So a food any food, no matter how healthy that food is, if you can't digest it and use it now, it's a poison. That's a really interesting concept to get. So if you eat under stressful conditions, it could be the best food in the world, but chances are your hypochloric acid is going to shut down. You're not going to be able to absorb those minerals. You're not going to be able to break down the bigger protein chains. If your body can't use it, it's got to get rid of it. So the fact that it has to get rid of it makes it essentially a toxin. And it's going to have to work, put in more energy to get rid of it. So when you think about it, one of the simplest and most direct things a person can do to try to get control back of their body and support homeostasis is to stop eating. Mm. And then obviously you don't you don't want to do that for a prolonged period of time. And you you can go for days with no ill effects and benefits. But most people are not just like they're, they're not fat adapted. They're not fasting adapted. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know that if they miss a meal, they get hangry? Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, and it's like the whole focus of their being is food. Give me the food, and that's not normal. That's not healthy. They are not adapted to life, to deal with what are normal things. Fasting is a normal thing. Fasting, we evolved fasting a lot more than we wanted to. And we virtually, when you think about like, you know, paleo, you know, caveman type diet, 
They were always doing intermittent fasting. There were no refrigerators. There was no cupboard. You know, if they kept any food overnight, they risked the animals coming, getting that food and eating them. So it was, you went, you spent all day finding food, hunting or foraging, getting stuff. You brought it together and you had a meal and you finished it. That's it. Then the next day you started and did the same thing. So if you were lucky, you'd get a meal, you know, a decent meal a day and maybe a few little leftovers later on. But this idea that we eat from waking up to on our way, you know, in the bed is insanity. Mm -hmm. The the chances that every one of those foods that you put in your mouth are going to maintain homeostasis, pretty, pretty slim. Yeah. So the first thing that you can, that a person can do to help increase their, to the time that they're in homeostasis is to increase their window of fasting. So that's one of the reasons to me that it's been so effective and for a lot of reasons, but it's the natural order. That's just the way it is. You know, we don't need to fuel our bodies every three hours. Now, if you're a bodybuilder and you're trying to get maximum size, yes, you do because you're, you're, you're playing with, with growth hormone, you're playing with insulin, you're playing with anabolic factors, but that's not necessarily the healthiest state. Correct. You know, I always think, you know, even though these bodybuilders, they look freaking fantastic when they're not on the stage. That's just probably an un, as unhealthy as they they can get, you know, dehydrating themselves. You know, and yeah, it looks really cool, but it's just not healthy, you know. And there's a very very small percent of the population that can maintain that maintain that degree of uh, of definition without you know fairly draconian dieting and exercise habits. Yeah, so true. Yeah, every single cell in our body is designed hardwired, like you mentioned, for feasting and for fasting. We have forgotten, a large population has forgotten the fasting part. It's estimated that 88% of Americans are metabolically inflexible. So they skip a meal and they get hangry and they can't think. They get low glucose, hypoglycemia. That's not normal. We're, we're not designed that way. So we want to make sure we give the body the building blocks. And it really starts with these feast famine cycles. And uh, that's why I, I love it. I think fasting is one of the best tools that we could implement out there. And uh, you're right about bodybuilders. They do age faster. They're all always an mTOR. They're always anabolic. And, and mTOR is not bad unless you're always an mTOR. And, and autophagy and fasting is not bad unless you're always in autophagy. So there is the homeostasis that we need to find, which is your point. Right. And that, that's what I love about, about your stuff with, you know, keto flex. Exactly. It's about flexibility. It's about enhancing our adaptability. Yeah. That's what it's about. Adaptability. We want to mm-hmm. achieve metabolic freedom, metabolic flexibility. If you're anything like me, you probably spend some money each month on your supplements. But what if you're still tired and you just don't feel 100% well? Well, there could be a deficiency. What if there was a way to know if you were actually absorbing your supplementation or not absorbing and maybe you're taking too much of something? Well, what I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that. In this case, I'm talking about upgraded formulas, upgraded hair test kit and consultation. And once you uncover these hidden deficiencies, you could get rid of these symptoms you might be experiencing that might be affecting your thyroid, adrenals, or much more. Upgraded Formulas is a very cool company. I interviewed Barton Scott, who is the founder and chemical engineer who helps craft all their supplements, and they have this really cool upgraded mineral deficiency analysis. So say goodbye to blood and urine tests, which typically indicate short-term results. 
hair is the best identifier. And you could get that hair from your head, armpit area, or even pubic area, and you'll receive a consultation with a member of Upgraded Formulas to help discuss your results. And it's very simple. Collect your hair sample, send it in, and get your results fast. We've worked out an exclusive deal, KetoCamp podcast listeners, to receive 10% off your order. Head to UpgradedFormulas.com, use the coupon code BEN10 at checkout to get your hair mineral kit and any other supplements that you could find on their website. That is UpgradedFormulas.com, use the coupon code BEN10. Share a little bit more about where the audience, the keto campers, go check out your website and maybe just your social media handles. Yeah, I've not been great with keeping up on, on a lot of that, but we do have uh, you know Facebook and stuff and some Instagram, but mostly Facebook right now. And so I've got a number of videos on YouTube. So the main site for like the products is is mybodysymphony.com. So just but you know. To me, the whole idea of a symphony is, it expresses homeostasis. So it's mybodysymphony.com, and there's a lot of stuff on there, and it's, um, you know, there's a lot of information in addition to the product listings. And then I have, uh, I guess my YouTube is you know, Dr. Max McLeod, and um, we've got a, a, a Facebook page, and then, and then there's another site, a blogging site that I haven't been keeping up with like I should, but it's called uh, Nutrition Ninja Doc. So nutritionninjadoc.com. And, and the idea there was, I, I don't want to make it about me. I want to make it about, you know, a concept or uh, create this icon of, or influencer that, you know, someday I can turn it off to somebody else and, mm-hmm. you know, continue to, to, to build that, that brand. And the idea is to, you know, I, I'm pretty contrarian in terms of a lot of the things that I look at and how I look at things. And I base it in experience and some science. And I say some science because uh, I'm sure you're aware that most of the science is um, not legitimate mm-hmm. on multiple levels, but there's been no pure science for the most part since the 40s. It's been taken over. All the research funding is controlled by large corporations or foundations that are fronts for the for the corporations. And the results of the research are often predetermined because you know, if it doesn't come out the way they want they they don't give you any more money and you don't get you know yeah. you don't you don't get funding um so it's it's all skewed they they also these forces these powers these people also control what gets published and what doesn't get published they also control what textbooks get utilized in med schools or other places or even just colleges for for example so and that's all really well documented. You know, additionally, we've got agencies, you know, government-type agencies that are supposed to protect us and are theoretically uh, the referees. Well, they've been captured. And I, 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 I know you understand what, what I mean by captured, but they yeah. are captured. They are not objective. They are not doing their job to look out for us. I mean, the FDA is a great example. So you can you can find this out very easily that the top people in the FDA is a revolving door between working in the FDA and working in big pharma, and they'll work a, you know a couple few years here and then a couple few years there. Now it's legal, but what they're doing is they're getting paid off the years that they're 
for the working directly for the company. And then they take the lower salary from the FDA while they're with the FDA. And then boom, they get back and then they get their big, big bonuses. And so it's just, it's blatantly obvious, technically legal, but so wrong and disruptive in terms of the health of our, of our nation. And of course, that's another whole topic and tangent. We don't, we don't have a healthcare system. We have a disease care system, a chronic disease care system. Now, conventional medicine is fantastic when it comes to crisis. Mm-hmm. Well, for, they're pretty good when it comes to crisis. Uh, you know, you get trauma, you get a gunshot, you get a bad car accident. Absolutely. You do not go to a naturopath. You know, gotta, you know, it's like, that's where you go. That's what they're good at. But that accounts for less than 15% of the problems that we deal with. 85 plus percent are chronic conditions. And it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to, to look at the data, look at the amount of money that we spend as a nation on supposed healthcare, and then look at our outcomes. We are among the sickest nations in the world and spend more than any other nation, probably more than the top other six nations combined in terms of per capita going towards disease care. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the system is broken and it's, you know, it's, it's broken on many levels, but it's absolutely uh, ridiculously broken in terms of, of the medical and, um, you know, health supported healthcare field. So I, I agree. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I always say, look at what the government is promoting mainstream media, do the complete opposite, and you're going to land in the right direction because there's so much corruption. It's sick care. It's not health care. A healed customer, a healed patient is a lost customer. Uh, that's not something that they want. Perfect example is going to the grocery store and seeing all the vegetable oils, the canola oil, the soybean oil. And what do you see on the actual label of these inflammatory oils that lead to disease? You see stamp of approval by the American Heart Association website. I mean, that right there just tells you more than what you need to know. And uh, they just don't have our best interest. That's the truth. We don't want to be cynical, but it's just the writings on the wall, right? Right. You know, we, we also, we don't want to be in denial either. It's like, okay, if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, and, you know, sounds like a duck, it's, it's, probably, it's probably a duck. And it's a duck. There's no question about it. It, it is as corrupt as you can get. It, you know, it's, just, it's, it's amazing, though, that so many people, you know, still toe the line and go with it. Um, so we do a lot of, let's say, alternative type. I say alternative because that's when I started this in that industry. Functional integrated medicine. So a good example is we do a lot of work with peripheral neuropathy. And that is a huge problem out there. And I didn't realize how big a problem it became because it's one of the one of the things that diabetes will cause. Yeah. There are a hundred different things that will cause it. And conventional medicine has nothing to offer. Gabapentin, Neurontin, a few other things. It's like they don't work and they don't do anything to fix anything. However, Medicare and then insurance companies follow their lead will not pay for anything that actually causes regeneration and repair of the tissue. So we have a, an amazing protocol where we utilize light therapy, mostly uh, near-infrared light, and the Schumann resonance uh, electrofrequency to repair and regrow the blood vessels that have become damaged, the microcirculation, and then regenerate the nerves because the nerves die because the blood vessels are not bringing nutrients there. So Mm -hmm. you have to open up the blood vessels, rebuild them, and then you provide the right stimulation and healing energy for the nerves. And the pain goes away, the feeling comes back. 
Now, if it's too far gone, you're not going to get 100%, but you can get them out of pain and you can get them functioning. And if it's if they've lost less than 50% or so of their of their sensation, you can usually get the whole thing back. So, but that's one of those things that it's a out of pocket expense. You know, we we finance and all, but it's an out of pocket expense because. Medicare won't do anything regenerative, and so the insurance companies jump along and say, oh, well, not really, because it doesn't fit the model. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit the model of chronic patient in that we're going to you know, sell this medication to indefinitely because it's not going to fix anything. So, but it, you know, that kind of stuff just drives me nuts. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's why our mission here is so important. The message in these conversations are so important. Before we wrap it up, I forgot to ask you a follow-up on the, ba- the baking soda because I know somebody's going to ask me, the question or thinking about it, how much baking soda do you recommend you have to get that um, uh, carbon dioxide production? You know, I've, I've looked for different references and, and suggestions, and I haven't found any, any that are real reliable. So the basically is I, I would start with a, a half a teaspoon and then, you know, increase it to a teaspoon. And you can do it a couple of times a day if you like, but no problem with it. If you have a significant bout of diarrhea then you did too much <laughs> so, good to know just like magnesium good to know or like MCT oil. And, yeah. and, and like vitamin c yeah if you do yeah. too much uh, you're going to know about it so keep it moderate now the other little twist is what i like to do is i like to take apple cider vinegar you know with mother in it and put that in my glass first in a few tablespoons and then i dump in the baking soda and it you know fizzes and and then i'll dilute that a bit and, and, and drink that so that's going to be a nice way to do it. And we actually incorporated the baking soda protocol with our, our oxygen therapies because, again, it increases the carbon dioxide and enhances oxygen unloading. Very cool. Yeah, thank you for that. So, Dr. Max McLeod, I appreciate you for uh, coming on the show and sharing your experience and wisdom. We're going to put all of your information in the podcast notes, your YouTube channel, your website, the name of your clinic, your phone number, et cetera. Uh, I want to thank you for and express gratitude for you coming on here and the amazing work that you're doing. And I can't wait to maybe have dinner with you in Sarasota sometime soon, brother. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Ben. I, I appreciate what you're doing. You're doing a real quality job. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dr. Max McLeod. I told you he's so much fun. We're going to put his website, his information, his resources in the podcast notes down below. I encourage you to go check him out. We're also putting the episode sponsor links in the podcast notes with the coupon codes, along with detailed timestamps. If you miss something or want to go back and revisit something, we put it easy for you to find by putting it in timestamps down below in the podcast notes. Please leave the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you have not done so already. I want to thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. 
If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.